Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown and beyond. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. 93 WIBC, it is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob. Let's go to the WIBC hotline. Joined by one of the best in the business. She covers the Indiana State House like none other. The great Nikki Kelly from the Indiana Capitol Chronicle. All right, Nikki, so session started yesterday with the Indiana General Assembly. I always picture this like Christmas morning for someone of your reporting expertise. Uh, we like to call it more like the first day of school, like you <laughs> Like, we got some agendas yesterday, which are sort of like your syllabus when you went to your first day of school. And yeah, so, but very exciting. What do the what do the Republicans, because obviously they control everything, so that's kind of who we're talking about. What is their agenda this time? It doesn't seem like, like there's any really big issues out there. I know there's some education stuff, but is there a, a theme of the legislative session this year for the Republicans? I think the theme is get out quick. Um <laughs> Or retire. retire. (laughs) Yeah. We're not going to see anything bold or transformational. They're really doing some smaller fine-tuning. Having said that, the one thing that I do think is pretty interesting is this look at reading proficiency and holding back more third graders who can't read at an acceptable level. I mean, that's talking. We're talking eight thousand children, and so that will be a bit of a, a bit of a flashpoint, I think. How much sway does Holcomb have on this session? I mean, they've been really subservient to him over the past seven years, but he's on his way out the door. This is something that appears to be a priority for him. But like you said, Nikki, they want to get out quick. But eight thousand plus kids are going to be affected by this. Where, where does the governor come down on, on all of this? I mean, the governor announced that he definitely wants to um, attack the third grade reading proficiency issue yesterday by holding more students back. The the bill that's filed in the Senate is, um, I would say, bare bones at most. It doesn't say that. It sort of wants a little more study and wants to leave it leaves some stuff up to the Indiana Department of Education. So. Um, I mean, the the two approaches, at least, that were outlined briefly yesterday seem pretty far apart. Nikki, is any of this going to affect the budget? He says he wants to do this study. Are they going to have to reintroduce anything for the budget? I don't think so. Um, I think they're staying pretty much away from budget issues. The only thing that came out yesterday was House Republicans are really pushing a 13th check for public retirees. Basically, they passed that last year. The Senate balked and they did the budget for the first time in my my history that didn't have either a 13th check or a COLA to help retirees deal with inflation. It was very negatively uh, received, especially because they have a dedicated fund sitting there with money there to pay it. And so 
they could probably still do that and not impact the budget because of the special account they have for retirees. Uh, Nikki Kelly, our guest from the Indiana Capital Chronicle, the Indiana General Assembly started their 2024 session uh, yesterday. All right, Nikki, so you have been in the State House for a very, very long time. You started when you were nine, so you're in your 20s now, and, and we think you've done a phenomenal <laughs> job all these years covering. What percentage of lawmakers do you think actually have any idea when it comes to education? Because I maintain they do things quite a bit where I say any person who actually was on the ground, inside of classrooms, around school boards or administration consistently would never do these things. What percentage do you think actually have any idea when they pass these laws what they're doing? They, look, I, I'm going to say the vast majority of them do their best to learn and learn about the topics. The education committees obviously have a much more, you know, robust knowledge of how things work. Um, and they, they do listen to a lot of stakeholders involved in the education world. I, I think what, what it's going to come down to, at least on the reading stuff and maybe a little bit on chronic absenteeism, is whether they're going to let schools um, sort of decide on their own what to do with the, the students or be a little more prescriptive. How much accountability do you think they take? I mean, these are the people who were responsible for shutting down the schools. Yeah, that's a hard one because even Governor Holcomb said yesterday in his agenda, he basically made the statement of, he, he's staying away from the chronic absenteeism. I mean, he's willing to be open to a discussion, but it was not part of his agenda. But he said he basically wants to beg parents to send their kids back to school and to let them know, look, it's not COVID anymore. They can't learn if they're not there, and we need to get them back there. Nikki Kelly, our guest from the Indiana Capital Chronicle. All right, did anybody acknowledge that, hey, there's this gigantic $1 billion Medicaid shortfall, or is that something we just did in a press release and we'll act like it didn't happen? <laughs> yeah, that, that didn't really come up yesterday. Surprise! <laughs> mm. Is that the Medicaid issue is a long-term issue. They've got an oversight committee already looking into how to curb costs. Um, and we did have between our rainy day savings and some, you know, efficiencies we can do in the next year. They feel like it's basically already taken care of. Uh, the Democrats came out with their agenda, and I feel like we live in the bizarro world because Phil Giaquinta over there, the House side, one of his top priorities was helping people with property taxes. And I'm saying, wait a second, the Democrats are now concerned with property taxes. Did, anything from the Republicans on that, Nikki? No. No. Well, there are, not an agenda item. There are indeed bills filed that we've seen already by Republicans to try to help lawmakers, but they're not priority items. They're largely items that, so that would affect how often you reassess someone's home, things like that, some additional um, help for veterans in their homes, things like that. So there are some individual bills, but as a whole, they are not going there. What is the direction of the Republican Party this session? Like, is the is the goal literally, hey, let's get out, let's not do any harm, and then we'll let the next governor, whether it's you know Braun or Crouch or Doden or whoever, set set the agenda? It kind of sounds like that's where they're going this year. This is the equivalent of, hey, let's just punt the football, and then we'll play some defense, and then next year we'll go back on offense. Yep, totally. Um, you know, they want to get out. They've they've all got elections to deal with. Uh, they, you know, probably want a few things to be able to run on, but they, they feel like 
they have enough in the last two, four, six, eight years to run on regardless. Uh, before we let you go, you have a new piece over there at Indiana Capital Chronicle. I mean, it seems like there have been just a ton of resignations, or people either not finishing their term or people announcing they will finish their term but not running again. Obviously, Larry Bouchon was the big one that came out yesterday. He's not in the Indiana General Assembly. He's a U.S. congressman. But you had a piece that said this isn't all that unusual. No, I mean, there's a great website called Capital in Washington, and they have tracked departures from the legislature going back to, I think, 1968. And when you look at like a two-year cycle, because the House members served two years, Senate four, you know, you're normally looking at 13 people who, uh, you know, don't run again. So they decide not to seek re-election. And we're only at like seven or eight. So we'll see a few more before the filing deadline. I think it's just a cyclical thing. Most of the people who are not running again have been there for years and years, and it's just time for them to retire. Mm -hmm. Are you surprised at Bouchon? I mean, not that he's not running, but that he waited until it's the first of the year. I mean, you usually, as a courtesy, kind of give people a chance to get campaigns up and try to get donors. It's now like a mad dash to to, to file and, and get get the resources. Yeah, I was absolutely surprised by that yesterday. And the first thing we did was go talk to Senator Greg Good because he ran for the Bouchon seat before Bouchon. And you got to think of, like, the world of horrible timing. He was literally caucused into the state Senate in August, or I think August, October maybe. So to, yesterday was his first day, and he finds out the seat that he wanted years ago is now available. Uh, you are one of the best in the business. Uh, I guess we're going to do this every week. You've been kind enough to agree to do that. Keep us up to date on what's going on with the Indiana General Assembly. Uh, Nikki Kelly, Indiana Capital Chronicle, you're the best. Thank you. Have a good day, guys. Thanks. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Good morning, it is 18 minutes after 10 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So it happened yesterday, Representative Larry Bouchon, he announced he's going to retire once his term is up next year. He said, scripture teaches us for everything there is a season. What scriptures say about printing a bunch of money and spending money that isn't yours and legalized vote buying? Anything Mm. in the scripture about like, oh, I'm talking trillions of dollars. This blew my mind, Casey. So this guy Bouchon, he's been there on what it is 12 years 13 Since years 2011 yeah okay so I'm, I'm right in the ballpark there and this guy has been a total detriment to the u.s taxpayer he has been responsible for massive growth of government massive growth in government spending magical money printing factory galore both in the majority and the minority uh really really dislikes donald trump and you would have thought with this resignation that a world leader had passed away or something. I mean, the outpouring, and this is a, it's a real perspective on the Republican Party in Indiana because I kept seeing, oh, oh, we're so going to miss this incredible conservative leader. Well, that is, if Larry Bouchon is the definition of conservative, 
in the Republican Party now Exhibit A on why I want nothing to do with the modern Indiana Republican Party. This guy did nothing that resembled conservatism, added at this point probably $10 trillion to the nation's debt. I don't I don't know exactly what the, the number is at this point. I'd have to go look at his individual voting record. But he was basically a lockstep establishment stooge who did whatever party leadership told him to do, and people are just beside themselves inside the Republican Party that this guy's quitting and this phony baloney bullcrap about what a conservative he was. It just, it just, I was just blown away at the responses. And I don't, you know, these political people, some of them are consultants and they want jobs and some of them are politicians and they want to move up or curry favor. But it's like, are you just saying that to better your own lot in life? Or are you saying that because genuinely in your mind, adding trillions of dollars to the nation's debt, irresponsible spending, irresponsible growth of government, repeatedly falling on the sword for people like Kevin McCarthy. That's now the version of conservatism mm-hmm. in, the, in the state of Indiana. Good riddance to this guy. I'd be excited about it, Casey, but the problem is they're probably going to put somebody worse. Right, who's going to fill the spot. So he represents Indiana's 8th con- congressional district, and uh, so he's one of 11 that have announced that they're leaving. He He said that uh, the recent disputes in Congress have not negatively impacted his view of government. But talk about being, well, not fiscally conservative. You know, Todd Young tweeted out. Oh! Yeah, and he said, Larry Bouchon and I came to Congress at the same time. It's been an honor working alongside him for more than a decade. And that Southwest Indiana could not have chosen a better advocate, a better lawmaker, or a better person. I wish him the very best in his next chapter. It's one of those... Uh, in his future endeavors. Yeah. Can you think of a person whose endorsement or support you'd want less than Todd Young? Like, well, it, they're on the same page, right? Sure. They like spending money. They, they absolutely agree. Those buddies. They are entitled. Larry Bouchon, Jim Baird, uh, uh, Todd Young, Spendingberg, all of these people believe they're entitled to your stuff. And if they run out of your stuff, which is what they do, then they proceed to spend your children's stuff and your grandchildren's stuff and your great-grandchildren's stuff. We're probably like to great-great-great-great-great-great-grandchildren at this point. These people are all gross. Larry Bouchon is a loser. I'm so glad he's out of there. And like I said, the only problem is, no doubt, they will put somebody worse than him in that position. The Republicans always go all in to protect protect these sort of people and uh, just you were you were gone uh obviously yesterday and so we had this conversation with brad and we started the show with the republicans johnson the speaker of the house who jim banks told us what a phenomenal guy he was Mm -hmm. just like kevin mccarthy cut this deal with schumer and hey it's the biden mccarthy spending levels once again we're on time one two three four where the republican party has looked the american people in the eye and lied to them about spending they've lied to them about inflation they've lied about them reigning in government these people are sociopathic and totally narcissistic in their in their view of of harming you they don't they don't care about you at all and it's this i can't use that phrase it's this group pat on the back Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, when one of these guys quits (laughs) you know what i was gonna say Uh Uh, thank you for changing it it's it's this group pat on the back when one of these guys quits as though some great dignitary is leaving or some great loss to the american people is gonna Mm -hmm. gonna incur what is the signature accomplishment of larry bouchon he's been there 13 years off the top of your head ready yeah Uh, can you can you imagine in your job 
Can you imagine in this job that you have right here for 13 years being completely mediocre and totally forgettable and on your way out the door, people sobbing into their handkerchiefs over the fact that you're totally forgettable, totally mediocre, totally no accomplishment whatsoever career is coming to an end. They would run us out in six weeks if we broadcast the way Larry Bouchon governed. I was gone for one day and you missed me. (laughs) Um, Okay, so the difference though between what he's doing and what uh, the reps within the state of Indiana are doing, because he's in the federal Congress, um, he's actually going to serve till the end of the the term. Yes, that's correct. Which is different than what happens here in the state of Indiana. Yes, I mean, well, and it... I mean, you know, we got into this a little bit with with Nikki Kelly, but there is a major, major issue in this. And I think it's a bigger problem than than Nikki Kelly does when you have like, I mean, let's just take the uh, the well, whatever it's called now. It used to be the auditor. Now it's called the comptroller where you have someone like Tara Klutz who runs for reelection. You know, you would assume if someone's running for re-election, barring some sort of health crisis, you know the job is a four-year commitment. You're voting for that person to be that position for four years, and basically six months in, she says, "Eh, I've kind of had enough of this." So, who's the replacement? A hand-picked stooge. Mm-hmm by the governor, Elise Nishala, who sold it, who used to be super conservative, then sold everybody out because she wanted to curry favor with Holcomb and was in Holcomb TV ads and did a terrible job as the Boone County Council president and just got beat at a convention the year before where she wanted to be in another office. So it's not like she thought, oh, I'd be the best at this job. She just tried to be the state treasurer and couldn't be that. And this woman gets to be one of the highest elected offices in the state of Indiana for three and a half years without a single person casting a vote in her direction. It happens. They tried to do it uh, with Connie Lawson, where she quit as secretary of the uh, secretary of state in the middle of her term. And people hated Holcomb so much that they voted for Diego. I don't know how you would have chosen between Holcomb and Diego. I, that is a choice I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. But we had, we just have a just a horrific, a horrific crisis of leadership in this state. Brad and I talked about this yesterday. Who who in positions of power that have the ability to do something? Do you look around and go, I'm really glad that person's there. That person's doing a hell of a job, Casey. That person's a bulldog on behalf of the people of Indiana. Who? No one. Yeah. I mean, it's you're you're left blank. You can't <laughs> fill in that blank. But Micah mentioned it earlier. He said uh, he's afraid that they don't have any fight left in them. And Larry Bouchon said that it became clear to him over the holiday that it was time to bring his season of public service to a conclusion. So does that mean he's one of the people that doesn't have any fight in him and something that should scare you even more is that jim banks tweeted out and he said that his great friend and mentor (laughs) was retiring and he wished him well well remember we had abdul on last week and if anybody knows the establishment i don't i think we could say abdul is the expert on who is in and out of the establishment in the indiana republican party and remember we were talking about with mm-hmm. him and he just totally chuckled and goes oh yeah jim banks has been in a you know a member of the establishment for years we just don't talk about it publicly and jim has totally shown what he is the past couple of years as he's totally been on bended knee and kissed the mccarthy and now holcomb and hup for ring finger but these people, we don't give these people a reason to fear us. And this is the biggest problem. It's a problem in this state. It's a problem nationally. These people believe, and they've been proven correct many, many times, that we are so apathetic 
I mean, let's face it. Many people over the weekend put more time into that Colts game than they will for the entire year Mm -hmm. of learning about their government and the people making decisions about them. And these politicians are predators, Casey. They eat everything they come in contact with. That's how you survive, and that's how you move up the ladder. And they recognize if the people aren't going to stand up for themselves— If the people aren't going to hold us accountable, then why would we do anything to piss off the people who have the money and the power because they are the ones who will hold us accountable if we don't do their bidding? Well, there are one thing that I think he does need some credit for. One, he's a veteran, so that's we should thank him for his service. But the other one, is this a little bit of self-awareness? I mean, he's saying his time as a public servant is done. Maybe he doesn't have the fight in him anymore. So, so good. At least he's recognizing it's time for him to step down. But he never, he's not helping the people of Indiana. But he's never had the fight, period. Hmm. There's never anything Larry Bouchon's done where you're like, dude, that guy totally went to the mat for the taxpayers. Like, I mean, if you look, talk about guys like Rand Paul or Thomas Massey or Matt Gates, even if you don't agree with everything they've done or said or accomplished or lack thereof, you look at those guys and go, those dudes at various times have taken very hard controversial stands and they have been in a vast minority at times, but they have done it because they believe it's the right thing for the citizens of the country. There are so few people in the United States Congress that are doing that. There are so few people at the Indiana General Assembly that are doing that, and they're getting away with it because of us. It's it's easy for us to come on here and, and whine and complain about these politicians because they are awful, but ultimately... We are the cause of it. We refuse to hold these people accountable. There are going to be so many people, Casey, who are going to go vote for Mike Braun for governor, despite the fact that he voted for the largest tax increase in state history, that he voted for more than 40 other tax increases in 2017, despite the fact that he's literally spitting in your face and laughing at you on these stupid ads he's running that are more for a U.S. Senate race than governor, but he's going to win. That's because people know his name and change is scary and they're comfortable with something they recognize. You know what else people are comfortable with that they recognize? Kurt Darling. Kurt Darling. In yeah. the news. He's up next. It's 93 WIBC. It's time to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317 559 Pain. If you'd like to contribute, 317-684-8444. It is 1036 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC, and it's time for your voicemail. So Brad Kloppenstein was filling in for me the past couple days, yes. and apparently you guys had a conversation about Donald Trump oh, at some did. point. Oh, we did. Yeah. Um, okay, so somebody wanted to call and actually give Brad some props on something that he said. So if they're saying, if somebody is saying that um, President Trump has incited insurrection. We need the definition of insurrection because that didn't happen. Number two, what is Blowboy doing? The old dementia boy is inciting anything and everything possible, but they're overlooking all that and not charging him with anything, not even wanting to look at anything that he's even saying. Everything that he says, it's lie after lie after lie. Fact check. Been done. I can't believe it. Well, I can't believe it. Anyway, um, Brad Kloppenstein, you're awesome. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, where where did it go? Did you guys agree? Did you not agree? 
Did, well, did Brad behave? We were talking about January 6th, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I will give Brad credit. Yeah. Uh, I think Brad learned a very valuable lesson from the day I had to depants poor Ethan. <laughs> and I think Brad decided to, uh, with good judgment, mm-hmm. kind of back off some of his high-level thoughts. Yeah. Because, Casey, you have, uh, and the blonde lady before you was good at this, too. You know when it starts with me. Like, you can see it Mm -hmm. physically when I begin to transform into something I'm not... When you start hulking out. ...proud of. Yeah. When it's brought on normally by the politicians. Some, like, I think I kind of did it last segment, Mm -hmm. where I'm always like, it's cool, Casey, we can talk about loser Larry, Bashan, (laughs) and I'll be calm and nice about it. And then I get going, and I just can't... um, you know, I you just, go off I, just, the rails. I despise these people so much mm-hmm. that I'm in, and I've recognized this. And, and normally, you try and direct it towards them. Well, right, not but, the person but, in the studio. No, no, with no. You. But but you know, like you know, you knew. I don't think you knew to the extent I tried to warn you when they hired you. But like Mock knew before you, this is what you get with me. I'm a wonderful human being. About 99 percent of my existence, <laughs> and off the air, I'm great. But I have this trigger mechanism Mm -hmm. when I start thinking about what these scumbags in Washington, D.C. and at the state capitol down the street from us and even in our local communities, which we'll get to that next hour, what they have done to this incredible nation and how they have just stood in the way of American exceptionalism and how they are just the cause of so much heartache and hardship that's going on that is totally needless and it is of their actions. And there is something that that pulls that mechanism and I just I am in you know I'm, I'm fine right like I'm not going to do something that's going to in in put me in a in a post office or on a watch list but you just you know mm-hmm. and Brad mm-hmm. saw that beginning to develop we were having a conversation about Trump in January 6th I think he wisely remembered how it ended for Ethan mm-hmm. and and he backed off and agent wisdom saw Kloffenstein say this is not going to end well, and he did a very nice job. Mm-hmm. So I think that... Kev, is that not a fair assessment of what... You, I mean, you're the neutral observer. You were here yesterday. Is that a fair assessment? I think it's fair. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm just glad someone didn't call Brad a punk, like that one <laughs> voicemail we got that one time. Well, I think that caller was talking about Joe Biden. Of course, he was at the Mother Emanuel AME Church in Charleston, South Carolina yesterday, and we're going to get to that uh, after 11 o'clock. But then I think it was on Friday, he gave that speech that was very fiery, and yes. he was very passionate, and he was yelling at times. And I was going back and forth with uh, one of my girlfriends. Courtney and we were talking about the different candidates who are running and you know what do you think of this person and that person and I asked her you know what did you think about that speech from Biden and and she kind of expressed the same thing that I'm feeling like I just can't even anymore with him and she said I couldn't even watch it just because of his rhetoric and it's like past the point of even wanting to hear it. Well Brad and I had this conversation yesterday about how disinterested people are in politics and it goes back to what we kind of talked about the last segment and why people don't engage in politics. And a big part of it is that like when you look at the choices mm-hmm. and good people simply do not want to be involved and they say the, the to steal a phrase from you, the juice is not worth the squeeze. Yeah. Like if you're some sort of, and I used to run into this all the time where like prominent business people who I thought, man, you'd be great at serving on this board or this commission. And they would, and they would simply say, 
not going to do it. And a great example of this, uh, I had a guy who was a local dentist in town. He was totally non-political, and I said, you will be perfect for this specific board and commission because it deals with analytical people who will make the right choice and keep politics out of this thing that's getting politicized. And he, he was against it. I said, look, I'll I'll protect you. It'll be fine. I won't put anything too hot, hot button on your plate. And he said, okay, I'll do it. And I might have fibbed to him a little bit because I really wanted him to do it. And I put something really hot button on his plate and he made the right choice. He made the correct choice that an analytical person who takes the politics out of something would and it proved to be very successful. But it pissed off a bunch of people primarily in the school system at the time and they start going into this guy's dentist office and their patients of his and going you better correct this or we're not going to come here anymore and he finally came to me after his at the end of the year and said uh i'm not doing this anymore because it's not worth losing business mm-hmm. and so what you get to go back to the conversation we had last segment you get just losers and leeches and liars and and sewer dwellers who get into politics because they don't have anything to lose they don't you don't know, get super prominent you know business people who want to do it because they have something to to lose you get these people who not only they have nothing to lose they have everything to gain so they suck up and cozy up to these donors and lobbyists and people who can help enrich them both in some cases monetarily and in power structure well the latest gallup poll shows that there is not a single top u.s government official who currently has an approval rating over 50 percent what what was the what was that again it's gallup poll they, yeah who they was came it though out, there's not a single top u.s government official that has an approval rating over 50 well, how could they right look at the country yeah look, i mean it, if these people ran your business if, if you're driving down the road right now and you're a business owner or you're somebody who works for a business, doesn't matter. If you're a business owner and you hired these people who run our government, both state and federal, to run your business, how long would you be in business? Think about down the street from us. They made a billion dollar mistake on Medicaid. Right. And to my knowledge, no one has been fired. And are they talking about it? They're not talking about They're it. They're saying it's going to be uh, not controversial this session. Uh, how about the money that's just poof? Because they will wait until they get reelected, and mm. then next year under the new governor, they will move for, uh, they'll probably use a term like revenue enhancement, <laughs> tax increases. <laughs> right. And they recognize, what are you, you going to do about it? If you work for a company, would you want Joe Biden or Chuck Schumer or this Johnson guy or mm-hmm. Kevin McCarthy running your if you depend running the company that you depend on to earn your living of course the answer is no no right. one would want these people all right uh hey we have another call Gert call oh we haven't heard from her in a while so it's time hey dudes it's Gert listening to you Monday I need to remind you of what the singer comedian Gary Mule Deer said, his grandpa said, politicians should serve two terms, the first term in office, the second term in prison. (laughs) And I do believe there's a lot of truth in that. Keep up the good work. Love you all. Bye. Who who said that? Which comedian? Gary someone. It doesn't matter. It's spot on. I wonder if there's like audio of that. That'd be a great liner. You should get on that as our producer. I'm going to check it out. You do some research. This would would involve you having to do some actual work, Kevin, but (laughs) Mm -hmm. I think you can handle it. I can do it. All right. We've got uh, Hammer who's going to join us next. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. 
Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Nine minutes away from 11 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And Hammer joins us in the studio. So last night after winning the national champion, the college football game, Harbaugh said he can now sit at the big person's table in his family. His dad won a national championship. His brother won a Super Bowl. A little pressure there on Jimmy to win. I understand how genetics work. <laughs> I totally do. It's not shocking that children look like their parents. Yeah. But if you look at the Harbaugh dad, it's like Jim Harbaugh in costume. Yeah. Like, you remember when Jackass, when Johnny Knoxville would dress up as an old man? It just looked like an old man, Johnny Knoxville. That's the Harbaugh dad. Yeah. I mean, he looks identical like Jim. Not so much John, really, but like everything yep. is Jim. He's just old man with more wrinkles. It's amazing. And I do have to give you full credit. I placed a bet. I had actually planned a different bet. I changed my bet based on you because you were so adamant this would happen. So I ended up going with Michigan on the money line. Uh, I was going to take Washington with the points. You talked me out of it. And everything you said was going to happen in that game. So even though I hate you, I have to give you credit for that. Uh, <laughs> well, you, thank were, you. You, were, you were spot on about that Michigan defensive line and exactly how that game was was going to go Michigan's defensive line bullied Alabama around and I know everybody loves Michael Penix and I like Michael Penix too good kid great family but there was no way that that Washington offensive line was going to hold up for four quarters against what Michigan was going to do and same way on the other side of the ball the Michigan offensive line just people movers yeah. I mean, they bullied Washington and Michigan's the winner until the NCAA comes back and says we're going to vacate that championship yeah. here in about two years. Well, that's There's a strong likelihood that's going to happen, right? I mean, they're not going to let them just have this, given how Harbaugh and those guys keep It'll spinning. go in the same closet as the Fab Five Final <laughs> Four banners that had to come down due didn't, to allegations. Didn't U, did USC have to vacate one, too, in football? Isn't that right? I know Reggie Bush had to vacate a Heisman. Maybe that's what it was. I'm not sure if they had to vacate a title. Uh, real quick, we got to point this out. Casey keeps in – I accidentally – Kept texting Casey, thinking I was texting you, and a man, thankfully, I didn't say anything egregious. Um, Look at the rack on Casey in this picture. <laughs> and so finally, Thanks, Rob. we just ended up in a group, a group chat together. Well, I figured once was a mistake, twice was an invitation in your little group text. So and you actually wanted me to participate. And so then... Uh, Were you drinking? No! Because I expect that kind of thing from Nigel. No, no, no. It was like I was just, I was babysitting or daddy daycaring and, and uh, was just, you know, half paying attention. I was texting both of you while the football game was on, and, and and uh, I just kept texting her, thinking I was texting you, and thankfully it wasn't anything inappropriate, which is rare. But uh, Casey <laughs> then decided to take over this group chat, and you are inc like incessantly trying to get us to care about Hollywood and these actors, and we don't care. No, I'm not. You, the whole conversation started with Hammer listing the NFL quarterback hair rankings. And so that led us down a path but of, then you launched of attractive men. actors who we have no idea who they are. And we kept telling you we don't know and we don't care. Now, now let me start here. 
just because people are wondering why in the hell would you tweet that? We were talking about how Trevor Lawrence laid an egg. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, even though he's got like a solid hair game, mm-hmm. do you want to give that guy an extension? So that conversation spawned who's got the best hair for starting quarterbacks in the right. NFL. And then she launches it. And it's not like she's talking about Tom Cruise or Robert De Niro or, you know, Sylvester Stallone or people you might know. She's like, Larry, Larry Jones. No, and- his name is Jeremy Allen White because you guys were talking about good looking men. And I was trying to help you and educate you on who the new hot it guys are right yeah, now. Yeah, we're not into dudes. According to the younger women. Yeah, and, and who's he the starting quarterback yeah, for? Yeah, like, like you, you kept He's the to- starting quarterback for the TV show The Bear. And then we were like, <laughs> we have no idea who this guy is. We have no idea what this show is. We're, we're not into dudes. Like, uh-huh. this is a sports only chat, which is why you were included in the thing to begin with. And all I said was, listen, I'm a little jealous of the hair game. That I wish I had Trevor Lawrence's hair. Yeah. I wish I had Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert's hair. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about calling Rob's people because I got a little monkey's yeah. butt brewing here in the back. We grow hair, Andy. And, and Hammer was trying to be, a, by Hammer standards, so nice. He's, he was being very he nice. He sent you that Chris Farley gif of him going, no idea, which I know for Hammer is like his ramp up to the next one's going to be explosive rage. And you came in today and you were like, did you see who won the such and such well, award? No, <laughs> we don't care, lady. It we don't so, care. It was just the timing because we were randomly talking about that actor. And you then were talking night, about it. If I've ever watched this guy on the Golden Globes, the answer is no. <laughs> he no. looks just like Gene Wilder. Seriously, it's scary. You got to Google him. Jeremy Allen White is his name. Sounds like a, uh, that serial killers always have three names, right? <laughs> no idea. <laughs> what's, uh, what's coming up this afternoon? Biggest stories of the day and some shenanigans. All right. Thanks, Hammer. It's Kendall and Casey. It's 93 WIBC.